Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And welcome to Sports Middle, where favorite video game podcasters surround themselves with pre-recorded or virtual sports. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, uh, John Warren. Uh, hello. Uh, joining me, as always, are social editor Nikki Grayson. It's a me, Mario. Okay, sorry, Mario Grayson. And uh, <laughs> uh, guides editor Dylan Skippington. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. Good morning. Well, uh, wow, morning. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm dating this. It's a morning. Yeah, I know. This is going to go up in the afternoon. Everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> Listen, yeah, when? it's morning somewhere. What? Um, and also, once in future editor-in-chief of fanbyte.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> once in future is not how that usually goes. Yeah, that's, that's true. That means uh, I lost the job and yeah. got the job back. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you left for the first time, you technically lost the opportunity to be editor-in-chief. Wow. You know? Oh, shit. Yeah. You know I guess I mean? that's technically true. I mean, you have to do some reaching, but... <laughs> I wanted to use the phrase, even if it didn't work. Danielle Riando, how are you? Hi, I'm, you know, I'm okay. I got a couple of sick pets. I got some sick animals. Yeah, you have some sick here. pets, huh? That's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, Nikki, how, do you have mm-hmm. any opinions about sick pets? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know until I was about the age of 13 or 14 years old that dogs could get sick. I just never kind of thought about it. Okay, now, so I I want to explore this a little bit. How did, now, uh, we're starting on a grim note because I'm about to ask a sad question. How did you think dogs died? I just thought they got old, like everybody else. (laughs) So do you remember remember, remember, um, weeks and weeks ago we recorded an episode of uh, of Late Lunch where I asked you if Tom, I mean, if uh, uh, Tortimer was dead. Tortimer, yeah. And you just went, I was just like, okay, how did he die? You're like, my guy is dead. My guy is dead. And I was like, okay. what, what like how did he die and you said old age and i said right, right. and i said okay but but like i stopped saying old age when i was maybe 25 and realized that there was really no such thing it's just like everyone dies of something and you of pneumonia you, you kind of looked at me like Oh, sure. Like maybe that had been the first time you had considered uh-huh. that, that yes. everyone actually does die of something and not just old. Being old. Um, yeah. So you That's just thought. You just that is thought, legitimately what happened. So you, you thought all young dogs yeah. that, that uh, sadly pass away, they, they yeah. were just, oh, they're, they're old. old. Yeah. I, I just never I just hadn't yeah. thought about it. Okay. It was one of those things that I had never considered. Okay. Like I knew dogs died, right? But, be, but I was like <laughs> I knew I, I knew two aware, things, right? I, I knew that dogs died dogs. and that 
And that all dogs go to heaven because I'd <laughs> see the documentary. Yeah, that's so. Dogs. That's all I knew. Okay. I didn't really think about the the terms under which they left this plane and entered another uh-huh. one. So it wasn't until I went to a friend's house and their dog was um, diarrheaing all over the <laughs> hallway so that, that I was yeah, like, "That's happened a lot in the last couple of days in my yeah, house." But yeah, that I was like, "Oh." Dogs can get the shits like humans get. The shits. <laughs> yeah, Mickey realized so, dogs can get sick when they start pooping yeah. everywhere. Yeah, All right. I mean, I guess that's some like real intense evidence, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't ignore that. That is smell. That is sight. That is exactly. You, know, you can't dog, ignore it. Noah's yeah. dog was so stupid. I fucking love Sky, but that dog was such an idiot. It would get it would get bored sometimes, and this is before he went blind. And then we could talk about sports or whatever. But before he went blind, he would he would run full speed into the wall just for oh. fun. Oh no! He fucking loved it because he would hit the wall, and then he would like do the thing that dogs do when they're happy, which is kind of like. He would like spin around in circles and jump a lot, and then he would like walk back to the other side of the room and then prepare himself and then do it again. He just loved feeling dizzy from slamming his head so hard. Yeah. He also had a sexual relationship with a basketball. (laughs) Well, that's that's as good of a segue as any. um, To talk about how we would all love to be fucking a basketball too in real life, but. But, but, what uh, is an ESPN airline? Like, like, I, mean, I was about to say, Dylan, we might be getting to that point where that's just like what we're working with, like ESPN, the uh, the National Basketball Fucking Championships are, are on ESPN two at three a.m. now. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> If that was a sport, let's think about it for real. Okay, right. okay, sure, Danielle. Oh, yeah, I was going to move on from this sport. moment, but go ahead. <laughs> Would that be considered an esport or a live sport? Um, well, well, because it needs wait. to happen in such a way that you're broadcasting it, right? Like that's that's, that's like a e-sport. you know the tree falls in the forest does it make a sound? Like you'd have to be broadcasting this activity to others, which requires yeah, but. Uh, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, how do you define an eSport, though? Because obviously a that's that a real sport. primarily happens via electronic interface. No. Wait, no. Wait. No, no. Danielle. No. <laughs> no. Like, like if you, if I'm playing a ba- one-on-one basketball with someone, and but no one else is around and I'm just streaming it, that's not an eSport. I, it might be. Oh, how? Wow. It's what? a real sport. <laughs> That's like, a, that's like a that's like a real sport, Danielle. If you if you start jujitsuing with someone yeah. else, but it's only you two in a room and you're broadcasting it, that's not an esport. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Sorry. I think, we, I think, we've, this is broken my brain. There's because, a, a secondary definition here okay. where okay. the viewership of the sport becomes its own esport. Does that make sense? Whoa. Yes. So are you okay. saying that because they put betting lines on XFL games, that makes the XFL an eSport? I think it means the secondary layer of it is the eSport, but the, is sport, gambling the physical e-sports? sport itself is happening in real life. Okay, so that's number one. But then there's a secondary dimension here that is an eSport. Hmm. Hmm. Does that mean that poker is an eSport? I, the secondary dimension is, I think. Huh. So gambling uh, 
in Get, all basically any form is an esport. Is an esport. I mean, yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay. So what? Okay, I am hearing a. I'm the phone lines are blinking with a lot of state <laughs> legislature it was legislators calling Danielle to say, "Can you testify in front of Congress that gambling is an esport and it can yeah. be legalized and regulated?" Yeah, according to the Brooklyn definition of esports, which is what we've kind of come up with here. I did it. Um, You're it's, welcome, everybody. Is gambling now? I, I love. I love. Okay, well now we need a a Dylan revelation and a John revelation because we've we've learned this morning that Nikki doesn't know that dogs could get sick and Danielle thinks that fucking a basketball in front of a camera is an eSport. So let's let's be clear. Fucking a basketball in front of a camera is an eSport. Um, uh, you know what? Well, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm for it. <laughs> and and you know what's wild is that it, I don't know if this got uh, announced last night or this morning, but it appears that Fox, like the actual Fox Network, yeah, Big Fox, Big Fox, will air every single Sunday NASCAR event from now until the end of the season. That is huh. through well, iRacing. Yeah, through iRacing, yeah. That's big. That's wild. Just Overwatch, over, Overwatch League wishes. Right. Yeah, I guess that's like maybe what I want to start with is that these these leagues that are leaning into esports as basically a replacement for the real thing, um, which I'm assuming we're going to see some dominoes start to fall and, and see, you know, two or three other leagues doing this. I mean, MLB The Show just came out. I wouldn't be surprised if we started to see some variation of this at least in the short term, even if it's just kind of for fun. Um, like this seems, it, it seems weird to start, start talking about like uh, the opportunities of this thing, because that feels a little gross, but I guess I'll just be real about it. Like, I mean, this feels like a shift maybe like of yeah. people's understanding of like what esports are. I also do think that it only there are only three sports that I can think of that this works for. Mm-hmm. It's racing mm-hmm. because it is so individualized that like all you need is a setup and that's it. You need the driver because the driver is the person in the car, but the computer handles the fucking pit stops and whatever. So like that's fine. And it works for basketball because you in theory could have five people in 2k playing against five other people in 2k right the thing about that is that it's unbelievably terrible to watch it's bad to watch <laughs> um, it's really eyes. bad to watch yeah um okay and actually those are the only two yeah. because madden is a 1v1 situation you can't do 11v11 no also competitive madden it is sucks. one of the worst it things sucks. to watch in the world it's really bad can we explain that for a second for folks that may not know like why why does it suck so why bad? competitive madden and yes. on this on the other side of the coin competitive fifa are yeah. so bad it's because there are football and soccer are or soccer and uh, soccer or Thanks. football and football um <laughs> are so they are such team games that are in like the the teamwork and cooperation of every single person on the field is required to make that game work what the video games do what ea and madden or what fifa and madden both do is boil those experiences down into 
one solitary experiences, right? So it's one person controlling 11. basically everybody on right. the pitch. Right. But what that actually boils down to is you're playing really as like two or three care, two or three people at a time. Right. And the computer is doing the rest of it. Well, so let, let me let me say let me I'll, I'll say this as someone who simulates a lot of sports um, and and wrestling games like actually enjoys watching these AI interactions. Also, EA's AI stuff is terrible. It's really bad. It's really, it's really super bad. bad. Um, and I don't know about hockey, Dylan. Like, do you get the sense that the AI in hockey in NHL no. is no, any better or is it still bad? Okay. No, it's bad. Well, I mean, you know, it's bad. And, and that's simply why I think part of the reason why the iRacing stuff and they did the same for F1 actually, I guess. Yeah. Works is just because those are actually built as simulations, not as like right. video games. Well, and that and I think that's like maybe the the interesting part is that I think visual concepts and these iRacing folks and maybe a couple other studios have built their sports games exactly like you said with kind of simulation in mind the ability to accurately simulate what you would actually get as a product on your real tv week in yeah. and week out like i simulate full 82 game seasons of nba basketball like without player input like i do that like as a hobby like i do that and what you end up seeing are realistic games of realistic scores and stat lines and all this stuff. And they've built that to both be a product that is fun to play and also one that actually behaves like basketball in its kind of default setting where like Madden and FIFA really don't at all. Um, yeah. And maybe that's too like the betterment of, you know, the, the, the play experience, but I actually, you know, based on NBA and some of this other stuff, I disagree with that. Like, I think, I think the video gameness of those games actually probably detracts from their ability to be a fun product to actually watch. Um, so I think that's why they might have some trouble doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually just expectations too. Cause like, racing and stuff like you only you can only play that if you're seriously into yeah. the simulation stuff yeah um I mean, yeah it's can, not forza yeah i mean you can still mm. use like a mouse and keyboard god help you right. um, <laughs> like one-to-one -one interactions <laughs> they have such strict strict rules that if you're griefing you just get banned from the game outright like straight away like there's there's no room for any of that stuff unless you're actually racing the race so unlike NHL yeah. where you can just derp around online and nobody gives a crap. Right. So it's just yeah, like yeah, iRacing isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that's true. Um I, I also think it's you know, when I when I listen to Madden competitors talk, they really just talk God. about the ways to cheese the game. Yeah. Mm. That's like the whole thing. Like the thing is like it's not really even understanding, and I think the um episode of of uh fucking what's it called jesus christ a fumble dimension oh yeah where they won yeah. run play they run one play for the entirety the entire of the season, season and they talk to a compet they talk to a competitive madden player that game is like you said not about even like reading and understanding defenses it's understanding when the reads that have been programmed into the game fall apart yeah when they fail consistently basically. right because those those that ai failure has been baked into the series since day one yeah and ea like doesn't 
fix it because that's like what the game is now. one one of the things <laughs> that i can i can speak to at length about madden and then i want to ask danielle some questions about the ufc games that are out yeah. um but uh <laughs> but like there there was this thing in madden and it, it it has been it has fluctuated for years from being something that they kind of fixed and something that they didn't uh linebackers which are the the players that basically uh, quarterback the defense they're in the middle of the defense they're kind of like behind the line of scrimmage but they're you know, in front of the defensive backs that kind of defend the passes the, those players in the middle the middle linebacker had <laughs> depending on what year you're playing the ability to <laughs> basically strap a rocket to its ass and jump mm-hmm. like 20 feet in the air in order to accurately defend the middle of the field essentially like they couldn't figure out how to make passes over the middle fail unless they basically made the middle linebacker um i don't know dr manhattan you know pretty much and and so like competitive players would basically always play as the middle linebacker because there were basically ways to cheese defensive plays every time so like yeah i think that's that's why we're not going to see maybe you know they're already talking about what to do with the nfl season even though it starts in september um and you know unless madden really changes its approach to game design in the next three we you know three months um i don't think we're going to see a lot of like madden nfl kind of taking the place of any uh real events um danielle do you play the ufc games so I, I've only played the one that came out like two years ago. It like must have been three? UFC three, yeah, probably. Um, nah, and I the played third quite a bit. ever UFC. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> That's the thing. A, that it's is like, so weird. That is very. There's strange. like forty five of those games, but it's like EA Sports UFC three. Right. <laughs> I think is the name. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I played a lot of that, uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I tried to play it pretty much only as a grappler, which is very funny. Uh, when you try to do that in that game, because that game was not meant for that type of play. Well, I, so tell but, me about that. Like, so so when they built that game, they basically built it with striking in mind, probably. I mean, they actually had a pretty cool grappling model. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, very, very simplified, but almost like a, a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're holding positions. You're going to different positions. Like, it's it's not actually a bad model for what it is, right? Like, I just think that most... Uh, I don't want to say most, but let's say a lot of fans don't give a shit about the grappling and they're more interested in the striking because that like reads a little bit more immediately to most people. Right. Like I, I get it. I, I completely get it. Like that looks obvious. This person punched this person. Ouch. That looks a little more obvious than like, wow, what a great grip on the shoulder. Right. Like <laughs> I get it. I a hundred percent get it. Um, but, like, you know, I didn't play, like, hundreds of hours of it or anything like that. Uh, but I played a, quite a bit of it, and I played a lot of it as, like, a grappler. I, I named my uh, my fighter Ori uh, after my tiniest cat. Excellent. Fun. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're fun. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that they at least put some effort into the grappling model. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's yeah. just not, you know, when I actually get to train the thing, it's so much more fun than, you know. It's not like, okay. I'm sure anybody who like plays soccer feels the same way or plays football kind of feels the same way where it's like, oh, you can go with your, you know, your league or whatever you play it at, whatever level you play it at. And like, that's probably a little bit more fun than like playing it on your TV. Right. Right. Yeah. There's that. 
I did want to, this, I guess this is more of an F1 thing, but I did have a thought. Yeah. All those F1 teams, they have like really, really high-end simulators for yeah. their drivers. Yeah. And that's how they train for this shit. Why don't they just do a virtual season? I, I like, don't know. That's, that's essentially what racing is. Yeah, right? I mean, like, but with their, like, full simulators. Do you, do you know, so I read a tweet yesterday that was, uh, in my opinion, very accurate. And I don't mean to get political here on this podcast. Although I totally, although, I totally, yes. I totally do mean <laughs> to get political. Yeah. But it was a tweet that was essentially like, um, the resistance to the government sending you a check is not that they can't pay for it. It's that everyone's going to start wondering why we didn't do this in the first place. Um, yeah. which I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably true. My guess is they don't do this stuff because they're worried that folks will be like, oh, like no one gets hurt or killed doing this, but it's still fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. Like let's, let's not fund this expensive, scary thing. Let's switch to this. Like, I, I think there is some level of yeah. worry that the things that are, and I'm about to be really rude to racing and I need to get into racing and like actually understand a lot of ra- <laughs> Okay, what have you just sent me, Nikki? No, anyway, no, sorry. no. I want to finish my point. Um, but like, I, 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 I'm going to get into racing and I'll probably change my mind about this, but whenever I casually watch it, if you swapped out a bird's eye view of a like a virtual racetrack i don't think i would know the difference or care <laughs> yeah um now there are a lot of other sports where like that's not true like i think right. like you know football it, there's an obvious like really really marked difference soccer is the same way and even basketball even as much as i sim it and stuff like you can still there's an tell, uncanny valley there's an right? uncanny like there's faces valley. there's right. there's walking you know yes. there's like it's so many human features that we're so attuned to there's, yeah. there's yeah. janky physics interactions that don't actually happen um yeah, yeah. but yeah, like yeah, with but racing it's it's not really that way to until they yeah. crash but then until yeah that that's true that's true because because then the cars start doing like cartwheels and it's like hey that looks like a hot wheels Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, somebody needs to explain what yeah. just happened. So <laughs> <laughs> So we do have a Discord we do have a Discord channel that is <laughs> <laughs> that is basically just um, all the fanbite staff, and so uh, even the folks that are on staff that aren't part of this call can see what's going on in the chat. And Nikki did post a Twitter video from uh, Mike Breen, Breen, who is a uh, NBA commentator. Um, and I haven't played the video yet. I don't know what he's saying. Um, he just says he just says to wash your hands. But really, the the key part of the video uh-huh. is uh, I do need everyone to click on the video. Yeah. And I guess this only might be important to John. But just skip to like thirty. 30 skip to thirty seven seconds, okay. and we can put this audio in. Just skip to thirty seven seconds, and John, see if you can see anything that you think is kind of entertaining. Okay, hold on one second. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Um, no way, all right, so says- Mike, so Mike Breen, um, whenever there's a big three pointer, especially a Steph Curry for the uh uh the Golden State Warriors, it's a big three. He goes, Bang! 
bang, bang. So <laughs> and he like, and he like so loses good. his mind. But when he makes a basket in his, I guess, driveway, he just goes bang. Like he's, <laughs> like he's, um, like he's, I don't know, like he's calling his uh, mistress and being like, hey, baby, <laughs> bang. <laughs> Um, I just here. I'm gonna put the one of Mike Breen's maybe best calls ever. Sure. Um, and, down and, into the and chat. I guess the reason we lost our minds a second ago is because Stephen, who is not on this call, uh, <laughs> did just type into the chat, "Is this Joe Biden?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we lost the meanest mind. thing anybody's ever it said. It is the meanest about thing, Mike Breen. It is the meanest thing anyone's um, ever said. So this is the video I put into chat is um, from the game seven of the Heat Spurs finals uh, almost a decade ago, um, where the uh, the Heat came back to win this series uh, off of the back of the biggest shot in Ray Allen's entire life. Um, and it's very good, and he yells bang a lot. He yells bang a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of bang in he here. He yells bang a lot. Um, <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's a you know you have to latch onto your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a commentator, you have to. Um, what I, I kind of wrote this in, and I don't have like a great answer, although I, I I did think about it a bit. Kind of, kind of. I think most of these sports games again are. I, I remember even NBA that does things pretty well, like early in the season. Um, you know, uh, NBA basketball came out and 2K, 2K came out. Luka Doncic's rating, who is a, a, a point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, a wonderful young player, also my son. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. When when the game shipped, I think he was an eighty seven rating, which is like good uh, out of ninety nine. Um, but it quickly became apparent that he's you know not not just a good player, he's you know, maybe a top five, top 10 player in the league. Um, some would say number one. I wouldn't say that, but I maybe some would. Um, no. No, no one would? Okay. No. Okay, maybe just me then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I wrote that, I wrote a piece about it on Fanbyte where it's like, the ratings board of NBA 2K could not because they do live updates of these players and the ratings every uh, week or so, you know, to basically reflect how good or bad they are in real life. And they do roster updates and like they couldn't keep up, frankly, with like how good Luka Doncic was. And so you you saw this thing where they, I think for about six weeks, decided, well, he's pretty good, but we're not going to crank him up that high until finally like once one week they were like, oh, yeah, he's a 97. Let's just own it. Yeah, he's a 97 and we can't we can't act like this is is not true. And I think like that live updating of these esports may not reflect a a real model of how athletes like improve and regress. Um, and so my wonder is in this off time where like we're, you know, seeing not real, you know, not, not a lot of real sports actually active. Um, like I'm wondering if folks are going to take the time to maybe improve that model or if things are just going to stay the same forever. I don't know. No one's quite sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a really good place to go, right? I mean, especially right. for how long this might be and how long this might take and, like, how it, – it seems understandable to me that people will be 
going to sports games. I, I mean, people are going to games right now in general. Yeah. Um, and if there's no sports, of course, they're going to go to sports games. Like, that just kind of makes sense to me. I'm also not, you know, a, a, a dev who works on the stats side of a of an NBA or an NHL game. So. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I think it's I think it's hard. I think this stuff is hard, but I do think um, in order for sports game like video games to be more watchable, which is maybe something that uh, a year ago no one thought was important and now seems to be completely vital. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, like, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see in the next like couple of years if if uh, batches of sports games might like put effort into their presentation of uh, being watched since now we're seeing, you know, 900,000 people watching the iRacing thing last weekend. I mean, that's yeah. a ton of people. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's interesting. Um, post-game interviews. I had no segue yeah. for that. <laughs> no, that was a good one. Thank you. Or, or, um, or maybe you could do like, this is your post-game interview. John, you just finished a segment. How do you feel? Yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the third, fourth quarter, I kind of, uh, I started uh, hogging the ball a little bit. I couldn't find the open oh. man. Uh, also, I'm just trying to take every shot I can. I, I think I, what? <laughs> What did I shoot? Oh, one, one, one of 20 from the floor. Huh? That's not great. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, check out my SoundCloud. It's, uh, I don't know. I have no, I have no good segue for that, but I, I love a good post game interview. Nikki brought up a good one that I had kind of forgotten about, um, with, uh, Paul Pierce. Do you want to talk about the Paul Pierce one that maybe set off this like conversation? Sure. Um, so a couple of days ago, everyone. So because the NBA is gone and because NBA Twitter is the most sick of the Twitter of the sports Twitters, um, it likes to do this thing where they <laughs> NBA Twitter decides to remember a guy. Uh, and usually when they remember a guy, they're like, remember Sean Marion? And then everyone's like, who the fuck is Sean Marion? No one gives a shit. Um and then sometimes they're like, remember Paul Pierce? And this time, uh, everyone was like, wow, Paul Pierce sucked, which is not true. It's <laughs> categorically untrue. Paul Pierce is a very good basketball player um, and did one of he like is from like very close to my like he's like a hometown person for me. He played for the Clippers a little bit. He played for uh, the Celtics is kind of when he was in his prime then kind of like towards the end of his career, um, he ended up on the Washington Wizards and led that team, which had him, John Wall, and some guys uh, yeah. to, <laughs> some guys. <laughs> to a uh, five-game series with the Atlanta Hawks, who for this season were really good. Do you, John, you remember that time the Atlanta Hawks had the best record in the NBA? I do. Like, it was really, <laughs> it seems a, so long ago, huh? Is that a real team? <laughs> yes, yes, it is a real team. Currently? Yeah. Yes. I've never the heard Atlanta of that team Hawks. before. The Atlanta Hawks? Never heard of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. They were led by Kyle Korver that year, and they had the best record in the NBA. It was like, the, at the time, it was the second best record in the history of the NBA. Yeah. It was Buck Wild. Yeah. Um, uh, Dylan, they've been around for a while. Uh, there was a player named Dominique Wilkins who played for the Atlanta Hawks, who was like a very good dunker, like a very a good dunkman. Yeah. I don't dunk. He dunk ball good. I mean, he was good. Um, at, he was good at a lot of other stuff, but he was also yes. a, a known dunkman. Dunk yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, 
Anyway, so I saw those tweets and then immediately was reminded of his post AIM interview in 2015, 2014, 2015, um, in that Wizards Hawks uh, first round semi or the semifinal series um, of the playoffs that year when uh, Ray Allen just kind of holds the ball for a while at the top of the key and then banks in a shot, uh, a game winning shot. And then uh, Chris Broussard. Um, comes over and you interviews Paul, Paul Pierce. Paul. Sinks it. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? You said Ray Allen. Oh no, I met yeah. Paul oh, Pierce. Ray Allen. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> He's not dead. Um, Paul Pierce sinks the shot, and then uh, he gets interviewed. And uh, Paul Paul doesn't want to be there very clearly. He's very, he's very clearly on all of the world's adrenaline right now. Yes, has no interest in being there. Um, and at one point, uh, the interviewer asked Paul, did you call bank because he banked what? the ball in, which is like a, hmm. like a, it's like a, it's a normal phrase. Like usually when you're playing basketball, like if you bank, think man. you're going to, yeah, if you think you're going to bank the ball in, you like, you yell bank, bank. before it banks in, yeah. you know. um, and Paul, replies, <laughs> and Paul Pierce replies, and Paul Pierce replies, uh, no, I called game. Which and then he walks away. I think that's like a good theme of these post game interviews is like when when everyone involved knows there's no other good place for this to go. Yeah. So we just have to stop. It's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's that reminded me of that. And then I kind of sent that along and then we all remembered remembered some other guys. Uh, who said other stuff? I remember <laughs> I I sent this uh, the clip of Richard Sherman, who is a uh, uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, he's now a cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers, but he was playing he's for washed. Seattle Seahawks at the time. Um, I just want to point out it's the 30 second clip that I sent, and it was from mm-hmm. a game uh, uh, several years ago. Uh, you know, it was from a few years ago. Nikki, can you uh, maybe guess how I know that this clip was from many years ago? Just right. Uh- Right from like uh, maybe the right, first, maybe like the first, second. the first actual second. Uh-huh. Is it because um one Colin Kaepernick is in it? Uh huh. Yes. Um, <laughs> is it because Colin Kaepernick, um, yes. good quarterback, is in the video? <laughs> yeah, a a suited up Colin Kaepernick who had just quarterbacked a football team in an important game. Uh, I see. Is in the shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know this is a very. This long is at time the peak ago. of my Seahawks fandom, by the way. I distinctly remember watching this video a bunch. Um, and Richard Sherman cuts a very good uh, promo here. <laughs> yeah, he basically cuts a promo because a, uh, a wide receiver for the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers at the time named Michael Crabtree, who is like pretty good, but like, you know, not an elite player like Richard Sherman, um, apparently had talked smack to Richard Sherman a lot. And Richard Sherman was responsible for basically uh, breaking up the play that would have uh, won the game for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Aaron Andrews, who is a uh, very good, like prolific sideline reporter. I mean, she's been around for quite a while. Um, yeah. And very good, gets a lot of like good interviews out of people, ask Richard Sherman. Um <laughs> <laughs> she asks a question that's very innocuous and Richard Sherman just goes I'm the best corner in the game like as loud as humanly possible and it's just the look on Aaron Andrews' face right after that which is maybe maybe the best like reaction from a sideline comment like a sideline reporter I've ever seen of just kind of like well that's a soundbite that's just going to live here forever 
Uh, yeah, that's like exactly the frame I've got frozen on my screen right now. Um, is this kind of fucking Jim Halpert reacting to something yeah, at is. the office space? Um, uh. and, and, um, and Richard Sherman is just full on fucking ultimate warrior promoing uh, Michael Crabtree. And then he says, you better not open your mouth, Crabtree, or I'm going to shut it for you real quick. And then so Aaron Andrews begins to ask another question. And according to her, I think I saw this on uh, the uh, Real Sports of Brian Gumble on HBO uh, recently because they did a profile on her. And, and and she was just like, yeah, we were both in each other's ear, like the producer and her, basically going, we should just end this interview, right? And so, so like, because there was no other good place for that to go without Richard Sherman maybe incriminating himself and also just, like, turning that uh, entire segment into something really buck wild. But, like, uh, I Richard Sherman is always good for an interview. I'd forgotten that he, like... Also, a few years ago, when he had uh, accused a lot of the owners of collusion um, yes. over a oh, bunch yeah. of stuff, uh, he was asked by a reporter during like Super Bowl press week about um, like some you know fairly inflammatory but like factual comments he made, and he just like like ran down this reporter in the most like actually like professional but also pretty angry way and anyway Richard yeah. Sherman's a treasure so you should it's look like up. he went it's like he's a smart man who went to Harvard or not Harvard he went to Stanford, Stanford. or something yeah Richard it's Sherman, really weird I I love Richard Sherman so much because one he's kind of activist minded he's also super smart and he's also just like a professional wrestler at heart so yeah. I think um <laughs> I don't know he's just a very good he very good figure that gives good post-game interviews so you should definitely here's, Google here's that video for for anyone who wants to watch it. Oh later. yeah, we can put that up um, on the. On the I post. like to pretend. I like to pretend that the Super Bowl didn't happen, but um, yeah, yeah. kind of like give, kind of like give Marsh on the ball, you know? Yeah, <laughs> or something. Give Marsh on the ball, huh? Uh, Danielle, like... you posted something that I haven't watched yet. Um, I did, but I want you to explain explain it to All me. All right, I'll also put it here in our lovely Discord chat so that. If you want, if any of you want, uh, you can you can listen to it. Or, or no, it's in the notes. But uh, you know what? Let's go the extra mile. Let's do it. Let's go the distance. I can go the distance. Okay, there it is. Okay, so you can kind of skip to the second minute here. Yeah. This is Rose Namajunas winning the women's strawweight championship in the UFC. Uh, this is in November of 2017. I remember watching this. This is a huge, 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 huge fight card. Uh, super, super exciting. This is the same card, um, I believe, that Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre fought on. That was like this wild main event. But anyway, this was a huge, 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 huge upset. Yuana Yanjacek had had the women's strawweight belt for years. She had defended the title several times. And Rose Namajunas just kind of had her number uh, and like, Submit not well. Okay, it's interesting. It was a TKO, but uh, Joanna submitted basically because she sort of tapped out to strikes, which can can happen. Yeah. That's a thing that can happen. Uh, but it's wild because she was wait. Thought of so as wait, like, she just got hit too much and was like, I'm done. Like, I have I'm to done. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Basically, yeah. Um, which if you saw the the pictures of her face uh, yeah, from the it wasn't fight great. just a couple weeks ago this woman is a tough <laughs> tough woman so for her to submit to strikes is like 
not a laughing matter, basically. <laughs> like, again, this is the woman who's, whose face swelled like four times its size. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. she's a tough, tough, tough girl. So uh, this was not like out of nowhere. Uh, and Rose just, so her, her nickname is Thug Rose, first of all. <laughs> That's but good. she's the most incredibly humble, absolutely, she has like tears in her eyes. She's like, this doesn't feel real. And then she said, none of this matters. Just be a good person. She's like, this means nothing. It doesn't even matter. This is nice. This is extra. But there's so much like shit going on in the world. It's just like the most humble and kind and sweet like moment as she's like crying to Joe Rogan. Just like, just be a good person, man. Just be a good person. Uh, and then she's like, there's nothing special here. I'm normal. I'm normal. There's nothing special. And like Joe Rogan's like, well, you, whether you admit it or not, you're special. It's just this like very like oh my God, kind of moment. And like, I don't want to go too, too far down a thing because there are a lot of things about women in sports and there's a lot of things about like, oh, women have to be more humble. Women have to right. be more, you know, you can't be seen as like, all right, I'm going to say the B word. Okay, so content warning. But it's like women are seen as being a bitch, right? right. If they're like too... <laughs> is that like I said, bitch? And then there was the like was a cloud in horn? the background. Uh -huh. Yeah, sorry. The, no, no, it's the, fine. Uh, that was like great timing. The food, the food truck for the construction workers across the street is uh, here. It's time they for lunch. I just, I I just love mad. Danielle's very like. Listen, we have to talk about how women are perceived, and so just. <laughs> it's like so we had fucking... it. The feminism alert happened. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, finish but your like, I don't want to like only like lionize that because I think right. women should be allowed to be any as long as they're being, you know, like decent sportsmen. I think women are allowed to be however the fuck they want to be in sports. Right. right. Like they should be allowed to be cocky the way men are allowed to be cocky, et cetera, et cetera. But this also was a really sort of surprising and kind of wonderful moment because she was such an underdog going into this and yeah. nobody expected this from her. And she has this kind of sweet demeanor. She has this kind of very, very humble demeanor and she just won the fucking championship. There's something very badass about that as well, about being like, you're a tough, tough, you know, incredible fighter. You're also humble. And I don't want to make that a gender thing. So that's why I had to say that whole spiel. But there was something cool about this moment and there was something very surprising and very earnest and very like gut level about this moment. So yeah. She's very aw shucks kind of the whole she time. She is. Yeah. She is. And she's, she's like just such a lovely person in so many ways. And like yeah. has this like great Instagram profile where she like shows her training, like with her partner and everything and like hanging out with dogs. And it's like a very like, what a fucking awesome human being, you know? Uh, so that's like a really great moment. Are there any, you brought up a good point. Are there any like really poor sports in women's MMA? Um, I'm trying to think. Like total Because most seem to be very, uh, as I'm thinking of it, even if they do the trash talk thing. So Ioana is like very right. much known for doing trash talk, but then after fights being like, absolute respect like respect to the new champion respect to you know like very much like she does the trash talk but she does it very much in service of promoting fights and then shows like bows and and you know you know claps hands and says a lot of really kind words afterwards so yeah. it's like it's one of those where people know that it's they know there's an act to it and they know there's a, a reality to it which is yeah i respect that too like she can be pretty cocky uh, but I also respect that it's like, 
Oh, you're you can be a cocky asshole and also be like, hey, you know what? I lost and you're the champ and you're awesome. Right. There's something cool about that. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like really just an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think you're right that like I don't think women's sports, unfortunately, are ready for just having a poor sport be treated (laughs) with the same level of like you know level-headedness i guess as a as like you know, the nfl like there are brats right. in the nfl like full-on right. like poor sports bad losers like trash talking without backing it up like that happens all the time yeah. in in men's sports and i do maybe yeah i mean i hadn't really thought of it until this moment but i guess there is that inherent pressure to be like no you have to not be like that yet you like have to what, be a Nike commercial, yeah, right? Like, which, which basically, sucks. like, oh, you need to inspire all women at all times because yeah, you is, get that extra pressure, which, which I don't bullshit. agree with. Like, yeah. I, I like when people are good sports people. Like, mm. I do like that. I like when people fight with honor. I like when people show respect to each other. Like, I don't, I don't like anybody being a brat, but right. I also really don't like women, especially being held to a different standard. So, right. yeah. Well, but do you, do you get tired of, I mean, I think this is the reason I wanted to talk about post-game interviews too, is because like yeah. the only notable ones in my mind go off the track of, you know, there are 82 games in the NBA season. There are 16 games per team in an NFL seasons. There are so many fights a year in UFC. Most yeah. of these post-game interviews are, yeah, we played hard. Um, you know, got got <laughs> gotta gotta give this gotta give the God the glory. Um, yeah, put listen. I got I had to listen to my team and the coach put a good system in front of us, and all yep. I did all we did was execute. <laughs> we we took care of the rock, like you yeah, know, it, it's, football and hole. You know, right? Like it, like you get they've done so much media training that they're basically robots like they don't want to be there and they're also not thinking like i'm not i'm not criticizing post-game interviews that are really boring because i I feel like the actual practice is like broken it's set up to basically (laughs) be uninteresting because you have to do it literally every single game and sometimes games like aren't that notable do you know what i mean Yeah, sometimes they don't matter yeah like yeah sometimes you're playing the pistons you know (laughs) yeah some, sometimes you're you're sometimes you're like a the number two fighter in the world taking on the number you know sixteen fighter because all these other people were too busy or whatever the fuck and it's like oh this lasted twenty seconds and it was like a no brainer and it's like well there's not a lot to say about it right but yeah I think I the, did just watch that fight by the way yeah while y'all were talking um, yeah wow she got punched a lot in the head I oh, see yeah. now why she kind of was like I would like to no longer be punched in the head <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it happened it happens very quickly <laughs> yes <laughs> she goes from being entirely stood up to oh no oh no oh no oh yeah. no many head punches <laughs> yeah I mean the thing though with MMA though Nikki is that you know if, if one of these fighters breathed on me I'd be like no 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 same here if i got hit by anybody yeah. who fought professionally i would evaporate yeah. like they would they would hit my like my Shaking sternum and then yeah my body would either burst into flames or i would just disappear into yeah. red mist i remember when one of my friends put me in the sharpshooter when i was a child and the sharpshooter is basically a professional wrestling stretch which is like 
not really a thing that you could easily put on another person like in in the heat of a battle and i remember when he sat down on my back and i was like <laughs> being stretched i was like this is the most pain i've ever been in but then i started thinking about like oh god what if uh what if what if brock lesnar put me in a knee bar like yeah like that would be like a much 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 worse situation so i don't know anyway. i mean this shit hurts yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I don't do much striking anymore. I do a little now. I Mostly just kicking and elbows. But, like, I used to spar boxing, like, three days a week. And, like, you know, I, I would go in with people who would say, like, oh, I'll go really light. But if somebody has 100 pounds on me, going light still means. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it hurts like fucking hell. Um, yeah. And these are not pro fighters. These are, like, either amateur fighters at the best or, like, just people. Who or street the hobby. fighters. Street, street fighters, fighters really. sure uh, yeah i mean and like this is a very quick aside yeah i did i super did uh pass out for the very first time during a choke like during my last week of training normally before Whoa. all this shit happened how was that was really it cool and to be honest with you it was kind of cool and not nearly yeah. as scary as I, it's not nearly as scary as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> you just kinda, it just happened really fast and no, i just got really dreamy <laughs> i was just like this is nice. Oh, maybe I should tap. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like kind of come to afterward or did you have yeah, kind of an awareness yeah. of oh wow? I, I don't think I was completely I've passed out many times in my life. I am a fainter. Oh I have a I have like an overactive uh vasovagal reaction basically. Huh. So I pass Vase. out like when I'm sick, I pass out when I have panic attacks, I pass out a lot. So you're like I one of those like, fainting goats that if I yelled loud I'm enough, you just kind of stiffen up and <laughs> yeah. fall over. Okay. I'm one of those. I am absolutely one of those. I actually fainted on a 911 call once. Actually, <gasps> to be honest. Oh my. It was 105 degrees in that building. Oh, I knew now, it was too that hot. sucks. Now, just yeah. to kind of be clear, that's bad, correct? You don't want to do that? It's not great. It's not okay. great. It's not the best thing. It only happened once, and it only happened because it was, like, legitimately 105 degrees. Yeah, that sounds awful. And I was carrying everything. Like, I was carrying, like, our tech bag, our O2 bag, everything else. God. I was just like, fuck. I and I, like, went to my partner, and I was like, hey, I'm going to faint. I did it super quietly. I went to a corner to oh actually do God. the fainting so the patient didn't see it. Oh my <laughs> god! It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna go. Hey, the, the one making the call. It's like I'm when, gonna die over here real fast. It's like, <laughs> it's like when this happened. It's like when Sully was like, "We'll be in the Hudson." When he like, <laughs> when, he, when, he, when, he, when he landed the plane, it's like I'm just gonna go faint over here. Okay, bye. I, I mean, this legit. What happened? For well, real? That's very professional. You know what I would have done, Danielle? I would have been like. Fuck, I, oh, I'm gonna faint. Is there anybody in this building who can help me after I faint? <laughs> it reminds me of the time I, I, I took, um, I, when, when my, my wife, when my wife and I started, uh, <laughs> dating, we went to an Italian restaurant in the Dallas area and I, Buca Beppo. uh, and I looked at, um, I, we were eating food. There were not that many people in the restaurant, but there were some. There were enough. There were probably 10 other people in the restaurant. And it was a very nice restaurant. The waiters were a tie. Anyway. Nice. Uh, ah, Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. When you're, when you're here, you're Shrine family. for a second time. And, yeah. um, <laughs> if no and one so, laughs the first time, just say it again. You say it again. <laughs> and so um, 
um, we were we were dining uh, on our antipasto or whatever the fuck, and there was a uh, cockroach the size of my iPhone that crawled no! on uh, on the wall and uh, right next to our our table. And I kind of you know I I I very slowly stood up from the table and I was like, I'm going to very coolly um tell these people what's going on with the cockroach on the wall and not make a scene and as the roach started to move again toward the table i did yell in the restaurant there is a huge roach on the wall um and then and then they lost track of the roach and then later that day uh during the meal uh it did crawl up my chest uh so fuck off yeah so that's when i lost my mind and we uh we were calm the meal and i left but i just want to say that's how i am under pressure if i tell myself i'm gonna do the cool thing i change my mind literally two seconds later and do like the loudest fucking thing possible so Danielle, I, that I, shit is hard. Look, I fully appreciate there was your... a roach on you. That's if that's a roach freaky. touched me, yeah. you would never hear from me again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was traumatic. I think about it a lot. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah, I'm not cool oh, under pressure. I could not faint without letting everyone know what was going on. So good for you. I mean, I still haven't lived it down. I still ride with this person who's like, <laughs> she's in her like, she's you know like. In her, her late 40s, I think, like, she's been an EMT for, like, th- you know, for 20-plus years. She's a lifetime member at my organization. Yeah. Still have not lived it down. That was almost four years ago. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Hey, Dylan, why don't you tell us about this NHL coach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll make it quick because we're, we're going a bit long. But, um... Wow. 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 I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. It's my fault. No, no. Sorry. Sorry. No, we can wrap it up. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks for joining Sports Middle. That's all. the end of... <laughs> The podcast. Uh, sorry, we didn't hear from you, Dylan, but uh, I guess we went long. So, um, wow. join us next week for another episode. Hopefully, we'll have someone else on that appreciates our conversations, and um, and uh, maybe sports will be back by then. Who fucking knows? Anyway, bye. Wow! 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 Thanks. <laughs> Super appreciated, John. <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan. Um, but uh, no, because uh, uh, the NHL is pretty boring for the most part, like you said. Um, the, the why is that thing. what like because i think i feel like there's so many characters on the on the ice that are like super interesting and there's a lot of action is it because they they do all the action on the ice and then like there's nothing to say it's because they a lot of them don't speak really good english ah, you know? a lot of okay. like we have a lot of eastern european players a lot of russians and serbians and yada yada and they don't speak great english so there's right. not great sound clips they're both mostly just trying to say what they can say and get the hell out sure um, so, like, if you ask anyone basically who watches hockey, uh, the only person who has remotely interesting, like, post-game interviews is actually uh, John Tortorella, who's a coach, who's, like, infamous for uh, basically telling it like it is. Um, there are multiple interviews where he's just, like, walks up to the podium and is like, I'm not taking any questions, and someone tries to ask a question, and then he just walks away. <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing this. He just, like, leaves. And he does that all the time. Um, okay. He's also like not afraid to just go to town on his team, just be like talking about how shitty they are and how they're not doing anything, how they're not moving their legs, how they're not shooting well enough, how they're not fucking shot. So he will, he will basically not shoot because a lot of coaches, even the ones that quote pop off on people or do like entertaining post game interviews, like I don't know, I'm thinking about Greg Popovich in the NBA, who is known for kind of like 
taking stuff out on reporters, but not necessarily saying like, hey, Tim Duncan played like shit tonight. Like he doesn't say that necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Tortorella basically says like, no, these my players are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll 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 do that. Um, I Incredible. think the specific one of the specific clips I referenced is um, there was actually uh, I think it was earlier this year, yeah, about two months ago, um, yeah. where basically his team uh, was playing against Chicago. Uh, he coaches currently for the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is a which is a team name, I guess. I can't believe that. Can y'all think about that for a second? Columbus, yeah, Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets. What's wrong That's with a that? Lot. They fire a cannon every time they score a goal. Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's, weird. it's just weird. It's just I mean, what is a Blue Jacket? It's the opposite a, of the Redcoats, I guess. Yeah. You know where the the Revolutionary War was fought, Columbus, yeah, I, Ohio. In Columbus. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But uh, <laughs> for this specific clip, um. Uh, Chicago got called for too many men on the ice with like 19 seconds to go in overtime. Uh, but the refs uh, blew the whistle like a second later. Uh, God, God. <laughs> um, so one of the one of the things they'll do when the time gets close to running out is sometimes the refs will go and see exactly when they blew the whistle right. uh, to put like a second or two back on the clock just in case. Most of the time it doesn't matter, but sometimes it does. Uh, and in this specific case, uh, Tortorella asked the refs to, you know, go look at the clock because they like a second went by after they blew the whistle. Um, and then Columbus ends up scoring a goal like 0.2 seconds after the buzzer. Uh, so you can say they were, you know, very angry because you know, that second would have let them win the game. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. And then to make things better, uh, it goes to overtime. No one wins in overtime. It goes to a shootout. Uh, and in the shootout... Columbus's goalie is injured and they lose the game. <laughs> so, in the um, in the interview, he's just like he's he's taught he's just trying to calmly explain it. And meanwhile, you know he's like anger's building up and building mm -hmm. up and building up. And at the end, he's just like you know that sucks. <laughs> he's just going. He's like he's he's getting really really close to exploding. And he's just like I can't take this. And he just leaves. <laughs> he's just like I'm just he just blows his top and leaves. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, it's it makes for good TV. I don't know. Like I I love Thanks. seeing I love seeing coaches blow their top. It's, he didn't get uh, fined for it. He got fined for it. Yeah, you can't just criticize the refs. It doesn't work. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's it true. He got yeah, fined all like ten thousand dollars or something. It's, that is um, why it is. I don't know what it is about the NHL, but something about the NHL. I know that this isn't how it works, but something about the NHL to me, when a player or a player or a coach gets fined, for some reason, I just feel like it goes into the bank account of the commissioner. Like I know yeah. when <laughs> I know when you get fined in any league, basically they donate it to charity. But for some reason, it just feels like. If you get fined in the NHL, Gary Batman gets it. I think it, it goes to I, Stanley Cup. <laughs> I think it actually goes to the Players Association. And oh, what? what? It goes money. to the union? I think so. Wow. That's cool. Wait, they 100. Wait, hold on. I've revolutionized sports. Okay. Let me hit you with this. <laughs> yeah. Every player. Oh, man, this is great. Every time a player gets fined, right? It goes into a pot at the end of the year. And then. Whoever wins the championship that year, they split the pot amongst the players. It's a great idea, I know. That's why everyone's in stunned silence. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I was on the verge of saying that that was a good idea, but they loved the silence, and I was like, uh, let's just let him hang. Because that's fun. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think that'd be a good idea. I mean, but, but would that, okay, so let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this. What if right. you're on the best team, okay? Right. You're on the very best team, okay? Yeah. And you, ah, this doesn't, this, this falls apart, but I'm still going to say it anyway. And you're like, <laughs> we're going to win the championship <laughs> on the way there. I'm going to just tell the refs every game that they suck ass and they get fined <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, but then again, those, I don't think those fines are an interest sitting in that pot. Huh? No, they okay. don't earn interest. Okay. So then that wouldn't really make sense. You're basically just re- redistributing your own salary to your own teammates. Yeah, to your point. friends, but you could just okay. do by Venmo. Which you could do by Venmo. Yeah, that's uh, What if. All right. Yeah, all what right. if. All right. What if. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being money. Okay. They have to do some sort of act of service for. Uh, God, I just don't know who decides this, but it has to be somebody funny and interesting. And that act of service can be something like, oh, you have to go donate like a bunch of your old sticks to like kids who play hockey. Or like, that. <laughs> like, I don't I, know. I like, love somebody that. has to be able to come up with like good ideas, but it's like every time you do this, you have to do an act of, of hockey service. Or like the penance is you have to ref kids games. Right. <laughs> Like the NHL has like NHL cares or whatever the fuck. And they like have hockey leagues across the country and you have to like do a three week shift. Instead of getting a DUI and becoming the coach of a team, a kid's team, you just like you break your stick on the ice. You're like, oh, you got to coach. You got to coach a little league game next week. Um, Danielle, I actually think that's a really good idea, but I also am laughing at the idea that like hockey players have old sticks and just don't fucking break every single one that they they yeah, own. Yeah, I know. Um, I, probably old jerseys is much more likely, right? Like, what if it was like sharpening know. skates, like sharpening skates for the town children? Yeah, yeah. For the town children, I just the love town that. It's kids. like they're like Santa Claus, like set up in a mall, and every little kid who plays hockey just comes up with their skates and like. You know, Mr. Player who with a foul mouth has to be like, hello, child. Uh, how, how can I help you today? And like, you know, they have to sit on the guy's lap and take a picture while he sharpens the skate. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I that think was it's, just a fun image for me. I don't I know if that a really makes good any idea. sense. No, I, I, because I actually think it would. Well, this is terrible. But I think like acts <laughs> of service would actually probably curb this behavior more than fines fine. because like these people yeah. make so much money typically that's like dollars, right? salary. Yeah. 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 Um, um speaking of good hockey quotes and then we can we can probably wrap but yeah during- we have, we, I, I wanna keep the number three topic. We should really focus on that yeah. next week. We should do that yeah. in full. Yeah. I think number so. uh during PAX uh there was for some reason before we like recorded um something uh we i was watching they were doing like a documentary uh-huh. on the oh because it was the anniversary of the 1980 um winter olympics when the united states beat the soviet union nice. at hockey yes. um and they were doing a documentary with al michaels and mike Tarico. they were like talking to each other about the call 
of the Do You Believe in Miracles cult. And uh, there was like, as an aside, like a tiny like anecdote, they were talking about how the coach was just like fully aware of how bad his team was relative to every other team that was in the tournament. And at one point he goes, he said he told the players um, that they play worse every week. And right now they're playing like next month, which is just... It's just so next level. It's just such a next level way to tell someone they're trash. <laughs> it's so mean. It's so mean. It's so good though. Um, God, that's really good. I, I need to. I need to really keep that in my back pocket for when. Yeah. You know, one of us on the content team is messing up, and I could yeah. just pull that out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That would never happen. Um, thanks for joining us. I wish sports were happening, huh? Yeah. yeah. Overwatch League's coming back, baby. Get hype. What if Get sports? What, is sports? what if sports was one of us? Uh, what if sports was <laughs> one of us? Oh, God. Timmy's back. Tiny Tim. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's singing. The of the feast. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho Brawley. <laughs> oh, no. Stupid. It's <laughs> uh, very good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for joining us. Hey, Dylan, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at Skiffington underscore. At and it's spelled out, correct? Underscore is spelled out. No, it's just an actual underscore. So it's it's S K I F F I N G T O N U N D E R S C O R E. That's a really long Twitter handle. Are you guys more than the care? How did Jack? Can you get us into contact with Jack? And you, don't forget to also type out verified check mark. Thanks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you get you can hit up uh, Dylan at Skippington underscore uh, not spelled out. <laughs> uh, Nikki. Hi, that's me. I'm at Godsewa G O D S E W A. Please stop emailing me about the internship. It's over. Okay. Yeah. Danielle, where can we find you? You can find me at Danielle R I D A N I E L L E R I. That's me. You can find me at Floppy Adult. You can also find us at Fanby Media. Uh, collectively, you can also find us at Instagram and TikTok at Fanbyte. Um, we put up a bunch of good Animal Crossing stuff, so you should check that out. Hell um, yeah. Uh, thanks to Dylan and the entire team for picking up a lot of that slack. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. Um, Fanfight comes out Friday, correct? Yes. Uh, it's exciting. It's going to be a good one. We're going to uh, have some special guests on this one Whoa. to talk about rules. Wow. If you like sports and you like uh, sports rules, we'll have some extra fun with sports rules. I can't believe you're getting a resident of Secaucus, New Jersey to come on this show. That's amazing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting you can check out all of our podcasts at uh, fanbyte.com slash podcast you can subscribe to our feeds fanfight is the one you're currently listening to and it's very good uh, and there's also fanbyte fm which has our daily morning and evening news and also like office hours and some various things that go up kind of in an experimental way also uh, Eric and Merritt's uh, new anime show which is very fun um also the fanwith feed has our prestige podcast fanwith which is great the episode that released yesterday was uh very long and very good um <laughs> it's a really long episode when i saw the runtime i was like oh how did y'all do it that's wild to 12 i think this yeah, time yeah it's crazy yeah uh all the bits and bites are right there for you uh 
All I right. think we're the first we're, we're the first podcast to say this on the internet, but like five star podcast, five star run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, think so. I would say we that's are the first. That's why we've made 300 episodes of fan wit. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I, if you go uh, Waypoint released their, their 300th episode recently, yeah. Waypoint Radio. Uh, when I did turn on the, the episode, uh, Danielle's voice is one of the first things I heard, um, yeah. which I was like, it, it's like we can go on other podcasts. I just thought you had been on that one this week and just didn't tell any of us. And I was like, oh, what a cool <laughs> surprise. It's Danielle. And then I was like, oh, it's a clip. And I just recorded a greeting. It's a clip. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's a, just a little greeting. It's very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So check out all of our stuff and also check out Waypoint, I guess. I gave them some free, free, uh, free advertising. <laughs> Um, New dot donk donk city. It's a good URL. It's good. <laughs> it is. It is still works. It is very good. Um, okay, uh, Dylan, you want to send us off? Send us off. We're going yeah. on an island. We're going back to our islands. Going back to Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, that's it. That's, that's perfect. That's it. That's, that's perfect. It. All right, we'll see you next week. Watching? Thanks yeah, for watching. Thanks for watching. You know, as Jimmy <laughs> World says. <laughs> <laughs> in the sports middle. <laughs> Very good. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.